Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I'm sorry we're so late, guys. We um, we had a technical <laughs> situation here. Yeah. It was, it was perplexing. Fucking, this whole day, people have been asking me, like, how's your day? I'm like, my day was stupid. <laughs> and it was just stupid one day. stupid mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. after a fucking another. Yep. I'm like, what in the goddamn what universe is happening boy? here, you know? But anyways, guys, welcome back to... <laughs> You guys here, everybody? Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Try to get everybody's levels to where they're supposed to be. All right. Uh, I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see Mr. Pittsburgh. Yes, I see me. Yes. I see the. Okay. So All right. Squeak. Back it down a little wee bit there. There you go. Okay. We don't want to be squeaking on you guys. Okay. Anyways, guys, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini. You can find out more about me and what I got going on at LudiniRockandRollCircus.com or LouLombardiMusic.com. You can participate in all the wonderful activities we have on our websites, like checking out our uh, back catalog of podcasts, our YouTube archive, our interview archive. Um, you can get become part of our inner circle and hang out with us live. Like uh, I know a lot of people were probably going like, "Where in the hell is he?" He's supposed to be started. We're running a little bit late tonight. <laughs> I think as as uh, we said. Anyways, uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, that is and that is all our stuff there to find us online. Also, I want to give a shout out to RockRageRadio.com, where you can go and download a, an app. And uh, this app is a certain kind of app. And I'm gonna let Lily. Say, Ooh. Lily, what kind of app is it? Free. It's nice. Free. It's a free app. It's a free app. Why do you want another app? Because this is this app is unlike any other app that has ever been made in the history of apps. It's the appiest. It's the most Ooh. appiest. <laughs> Makes me feel very happy to announce this. Uh, app. I see what you did. Anyways, this is that one of my words I'm not supposed to say? I don't have anyways on my list. Oh. <laughs> I thought I thought you were looking for appi- appiness. Appiness. RockRageRadio.com. There's a great app you download from RockRageRadio.com. It is a app that gives you access to 24/7 amazing music programming that you're not going to hear any place else. They they really love like indie bands, things that like stuff that you're just not really hearing even on Sirius and places like that. Lots of great interview shows. Speaking of that, Hot Licks with Lily Six is at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on Thursdays. On Thursdays. And you would be proud of Pittsburgh Kevin and I because we plugged all your stuff. Yes, we, we did. We to vote for you We're on very the, good. the, the Thank horror you. thing. And uh, we plugged your <laughs> show mm-hmm. twice, just like we did at the beginning and the end, just like we always do. Oh, yep. I love you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Even though you're nerds. Whoops. What? <laughs> 
Careful, don't don't watch. Oh, guys, you know, that's a shame that solo wasn't recorded. That was good. But was anyways, good. so uh, RockRageRadio.com, download the free app and check out Wolf's Customs, guys, please. I saw uh, some of this work that Wolfie is putting out there. It's really cool. Yes. He does this amazing custom work on musical instruments. Check him out, wolfscustoms.online, or just find him on social media. Okay, now let's talk about what is going on. This week, guys, Lily, did you see any shows or do anything fun? I did a bunch of things this week, starting Thursday. Um, Thursday, I went to 100 Acres Manor in South Park, and the clowns scared me. And <laughs> was the clown. Was it no, our clown? It, it wasn't. wasn't our clown? It, it was, was worse. a different clown. Worst clown. Yes. But wow. that was a lot of fun. Uh, Friday, I was actually interviewed for once by Dana Palooza Podcast. Wow. He wanted to know all the things I love about music and horror movies no (laughs) they honked that damn horn i'm telling you and i freak out also friday i went to go see leadfoot lover at guntown in cannonsburg i'm sick of that shit (laughs) with uh metal heathen jewelry herself sissy boland her and i went to that show uh before that though that's a good cover band like if you're a lot of fun if you're like if you are in the <laughs> Not in the Pittsburgh area, the kind of like Washington, Cannonsburg mm. area. Still fun. Um, I just want to throw this out there. Do not buy the werewolf wine. If you see werewolf wine, it gets you drunk on the first drink. Well, wait a minute. No, Hold it's on, not man. as it's not as glamorous as it seems. No, <laughs> it's glamorous. It's not glamorous. <laughs> well, it's like I'm, you know, put the brown paper bag. I only the drink glamorous wine. I mean, oh, I do usually. Mm-hmm. Bougie. Mm-hmm. Bougie. bougie, bougie, but yeah. yes, I did. Playing that bougie, bougie music, <laughs> and then I did nothing Saturday mm. because I'm so I hungover. Did nothing. <laughs> I was hungover <laughs> Sunday. Schultz. I also did nothing, so there's that. But there I did, you, you know, the rest of the week and was fine. <laughs> Shows and haunted houses and podcasts. I don't. I don't. I think my it's days on haunted houses are over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Spooky season. I don't. I love spooky season, and we're going to be getting into some majorly spooky season yes. stuff tonight because we're. This is going to. This is going to branch off into some stuff because I saw an awesome horror film Ooh. this week. Awesome. Which one? I will talk about it in a little bit here, and then I saw. Well, anyways, <laughs> I watched and I watched some other horror movies too. Yeah. And I, of course, I watched Trick or Treat. Yes, of course. Of sure. I decided once I watched <clears throat> Tr- Trick or Treat, I'm only going to watch horror movies until Halloween, until Halloween oh, is over. Okay. Kind of so, but then I screwed up and I started watching Celebration Day, the Led Zeppelin concert. Oh, I was like, oh shit! I turned this off. It's not horror. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually just the sort of side note. This fucking killer. If you've never seen it. It's really, it's fun. I, I heard like the first two songs. It's, I mean, they sound fucking amazing. This was that, uh, when they got together, uh, that celebration of Ahmed uh, Ahmed Ardigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, there was yeah, their yeah, one yeah. reunion. It was the only time they ever reunited. It was in 2012. Mm-hmm. It, they sound, they look great. I mean, they're older guys, but they really still, at that time, so were still looking like rockers. It was yeah. cool. It was really yeah. fun. Um, it's nice. So, yeah, so, but, but that was my one faux pas. But the rest were all horror. <laughs> Good. I um, but let's talk. So we're gonna get into this trick or treat thing. What um, before we do that, how should we start? Should we start with fast way or should we start with trick or treat? Well, I have all the things. Wow, a little bit of all the things. I, <laughs> a little bit. Let's, of all okay, the so why? First of all, I think maybe we should explain why we're talking about trick or treat. Okay, some people may not know. So trick or treat, we need to talk about the movie. I think. Okay, movie. So first. <laughs> so trick or treat is a nineteen what eighty seven eighty six eighty six horror film. This was 
the reason we're talking about it is because it is a movie about that whole 80s it it takes place against the backdrop of the whole 80s hair rock mm-hmm. you know uh 80s metal glam metal thing it's but it's a story about backwards masking if you guys remember so we have to talk we have to tell people There's, what that yeah. is yeah i think some people are and have no idea because you guys are all used to listening to spotify there's no backward masking <laughs> on spotify you can't do yeah. none of that that is it was a uniquely uh uh oh that, that's really unique to an era but mm-hmm. in any case but it involves those things and the sort of like Go metal versus metal is from Satan. And mm-hmm. so that is the backdrop. And this kid does the, you know, he conjures this demon by playing a record backwards. So that is why we're talking about it because it is a heavy metal movie. And there is a band that does, there's one band that does the whole soundtrack, which is kind of cool because a lot of a lot of movies, right? They have like, they're a bunch of different bands. Right. And that's right. cool too. Yes. You know yes. what movie has um, the faculty? From the '90s, mm, that's got mm-hmm. a good like '90s hard rock soundtrack. You know, it's yeah. one of the. It just I made me think of that. One. Like, that's a cool movie, but it's like it's a Donnie Darko. Yeah, great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. A lot of different artists, and that we're not saying that's wrong, but this is unique since it's one artist doing the whole soundtrack. The whole soundtrack not there. that nobody's ever done that. Yes, before some people chime in. Yes, other bands have done it, but the movie, the music are kind of like together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they kind of they yep. they kind of work together. They're kind of a part of each other. And I have this, but this was not a big famous movie. <laughs> no, it did have real money behind it. Dino De Laurentiis' uh, company was behind it. Um, the uh, the guys that made the movie had just made Freddy's Revenge. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. So they these weren't like you know first timers or you guys like they went and they had a budget and they made this movie. It was a flop. But it became kind of a cult classic. So yeah, go sure. ahead, Lily. So I just kind of wanted to lay it out why we were talking about it because it's a movie about rock and it features one band. So it's going to be our album, which is Trick or Treat by Fastway. Great. Uh, so starting off with the movie, uh, you kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, this is a movie where metal was considered to be nerdy, which is why the kid gets bullied. Nobody, Everybody mm. thought he was just a loser because he listened to metal. Um, he obtains... His well, there might be some spoilers. We'll just stop here. We're not gonna. We're really trying not to like go like really give the whole thing away. Super deep. But there's gonna be there's you're yeah. gonna you hear some stuff. Right. If you don't want to know anything <laughs> about it, just pause the podcast right now. Go watch Trick or Treat and come back. <laughs> we'll wait. Well, anyway, a bullied metalhead obtains a mysterious demo for record of a recently deceased hard rock star with startling consequences. Who gives him the demo? Oh, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Who is Nuke. Yep. <laughs> the, DJ. The, DJ. the DJ. Yes. yes. Gene Simmons. This movie has some rock stars in it. Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Um, Ozzy Osbourne is actually a preacher <laughs> in the film. That's <laughs> um, great. Who was trying to explain why all of that is bad, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> some other interesting things. Actually, let me see if I can find what I want to say next. Well, Blackie Lawless of Wasp was actually originally set to play Sammy Kerr, but when uh, director Charles Martin Smith told Blackie that they got Fastway to do the soundtrack, he would be lip syncing to their songs. Blackie's like, um, yeah, I'm no, like, I have, my own I have a whole no. band going <laughs> yeah. on here. Actually, yeah. you know, I'm an actually a musician. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. a rock star. <laughs> um, he didn't need Fastway's music because he had his own band. Uh, yeah. The special effects for, were for, blah, 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 for the film were created by Kevin Yeager, who later provided the effects for Freddy Krueger and the Crypt Keeper from HBO's Tales from the Crypt. He also is in the movie as the... Um, Lead singer guitarist for the band that's at the oh, dance. Oh, wow, okay. So, pretty cool. 
Um, Gene Simmons was also originally offered the role of Sammy Kerr. Uh, he didn't think much of the script and just decided to do a cameo as DJ Duke. Um, the title of Sammy Kerr's unreleased album, Songs in the Key of Death, is a play on the title of Stevie Wonder's <laughs> yes. 1976 album, Songs in the Key of Life. Sweet. But it's a really good movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say without spoiling too much of it, I guess, since we can't do that. <laughs> but um, it's a good soundtrack. Uh, it's all rock and metal sounding. Kind of. There's some 70s sounds, some 80s sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's complete cheese, but it's so much fun. If you're yeah. if you're into horror or comedy horror and rock and roll and metal, you're going to love it anyway, just because of what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun to go back and watch that from the 80s because we're so used to modern horror (laughs) where nothing is left of the imagination. And I'm like, that's all the gore there is? But I'm like, no, 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 that's not what this movie's about. (laughs) You know, so it was was a blast watching it today. Again, after, what, 30 30 some years. (laughs) Do you have anything on how Fastwave was selected to do this? I don't think so. I couldn't find anything either. I couldn't find anything either. I, all what it says on the Fastway Wikipedia, whatever he was, says that the Trick or Treat doubled as their fourth album. Yeah, the Dan, with Dan King, Dave King, the singer. That I don't know. Is it well, Dan? What's the? What, I know this. I do know this. Let's okay. get into Fastway too. So, wait, so there's the movie, and the music is all by Fastway, and it's an actual album. Album. Yeah, right. It's, it's actually right. it's not a soundtrack. Quote yeah, unquote. and, and, it's an and album. like, what's cool about it is they're like, they're like real rock songs. Mm-hmm. They're not like. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like movie songs. Right. It's right. not like yeah. scores or anything like yeah. that. Go ahead. Uh, British heavy metal band formed in 82 by former motor Motorhead guitarist Fast Eddie Clark and UFO bassist Pete Way. Um, they ended up going through many lineup changes, member changes, uh, because Pete Way left the band after receiving an opportunity to play with Ozzy Osbourne. When, when the Ozman calls, you go. Mm, yeah. uh, that's every, everybody did that. Uh, Randy right. Rhodes did, uh, did that. Brad Gillis did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy Sarzo, Rudy they Sarzo. all did it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they did try to reincarnate the band several times in the <clears throat> 80s and the 90s, and even rec- not recently, but in the 2000s. And then Clark passed away in 2018 mm. from pneumonia, and um, Way passed away from... COVID. I don't know what that was in August of 2020, so probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. But that's what I have on Fastway. There was no why they did this soundtrack, but hmm. there's that. That's what I have on Fastway. I have some thoughts. Okay. Do Kevin, there's anything you want to say about it? Uh, other than the fact that I've actually seen Fastway. I saw oh, them back in the day. Fun. They opened for Rush up in Rochester, New York. Come on, Lils. Be happy for that Fastway. Sounds like a, that sounds like a great show. That was actually. a really good show because I only knew the one song, Say, say, say What, what you, you Will, and these guys came out and they're just like, they're Fastway. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have the ticket somewhere. I, unlike Lily, I did not dig through my shit. I, I liked the Fast brain. Eddie Clark. I liked his work with Motorhead, too. I thought, uh, I thought he was a really cool guitar player. That's I, a great riff, fast, Say What You Will. That's uh-huh. the only song by them, though, I really knew... They this this was a band that like I was gonna tackle on one of our podcasts where we talk about bands maybe we thought should be bigger or we talk about right. like bands that like maybe you forgot about and you need to know about and mm-hmm. we give a little thing on them we each do a couple bands that this was a band that was on my list I was gonna bring up on one of those podcasts yeah they are um I I have a so I'm the one I take personal note about Fastway in their first album. All right. I have a memory. 
Yes. Oh of being it, I believe we're South Hills Village, mm-hmm. walking past National Record Mart. Okay. And their and their album cover, they had that album came out. And they there was a big promotion for it. Yeah. With the the uh, checkered flags. Right. And everything. The, you know what I'm the, talking about. Yep. And it was all over the store. And there's a big sign in the window. And Kevin and I went in to Bashford and we're looking at the albums. And he goes, he go, and he says, Fastway sucks. I said, why? He goes, they don't have a bass player. I'm like, well, there's three guys. He goes, ah, uh-uh. it's a guitar player, a singer, and a drummer. There's no bass player. And you were like all dicked off that they didn't have a bass player. <laughs> and um, I was like, I was listening to the song. I'm like, well, there's, somebody's playing bass. And then, then I, because it was no internet, and you couldn't look shit up or whatever. I happened to catch like one of the DJs on the radio talking about how the band formed. It's called Fastway because of Fast Eddie Clark and Pete Way right. of U- right. UFO. But Pete left very quickly. Like uh, Pete, like left. The album had, I don't even Real think quick. it was like, yeah. even released. And uh, it was just a funny memory of two high it's school fun- kids. I f- totally forgot about that until you, you just brought it up. You were like... <laughs> you were absolutely right. Fuck this band. See you guys later. Bye. But <laughs> <laughs> they did have a they just, they just, they just, uh, I, 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 what happened was he quit the band and they were like, Releasing the album, so they're like, oh, I guess well, he, we just won't have him in the pictures. We don't have a, you know, yeah, so they, yeah. they look cool, <laughs> you know. Just, you were right, that was kind of, was kind of an odd thing, you know. That was a kind of, I, I think too, with Fastway, when I think when that happened, in my opinion, that was a like a strike against them because when you come out with, and that's already mm-hmm. out there, that one guy has already left the band, like, and oh. it, the album hasn't even been released yet. That's mm-hmm. like that really raises red flags. That's scary, yeah. yeah. Like, people, mm-hmm. it, it really does. It, it shouldn't, but it really does. If, at that time, people knew everybody in the band. It was like big. Well, it was kind of a big you deal. Knew it. You knew everybody in the band. You, you know, you had your favorite member of Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. You had your favorite Beatle. You had your your favorite uh, member of Kiss. You 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 know. Yep. You it's knew, totally a thing. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely totally a thing. And there were people that would go to because they really liked the one guy in the band and they would like watch him all night. It <laughs> mm-hmm. was absolutely a thing. <laughs> well, it might, might be a little bit different for you. Well, I'm a girl. So. Uh, that's true. <laughs> sort heard, of. I've heard that about you. Yeah. yeah it's a rumor. Mm. <laughs> so I, I think that that I think that that hurt them. The yeah. other thing after listening to the album Trick or Treat, what I realized, too, is there. The, there's only so much room on radio for Quiet Riot and Motley Crue and those type of bands. And these guys really were, some of their songs are like really good, but mm-hmm. it could be a Quiet Riot song. Right. Right. Yes, yes. 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 It's not that it's, it's, it's good. I mean, that's a compliment. Those are like big mm-hmm. songs. They have songs with, what's the, what's the song? Stand Up. Yeah, stand yeah. up is a really like really good. It's not the stand up stand. Right. Up. It's not right. that stand up, but it's a good stand up. They did a good job. <laughs> it on. is a good stand up. And anyways, the songs are all really good, but they're all of that. I mean, this I went. I, I went like this could be a Dawkins song. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be. Um, is it Dan King? It's Dan. It is Dan. 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 No, Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. It's Dave. Dave. Dave King is a, he's a he's a great <laughs> voice. Really, it's really good. He sells the songs mm-hmm. really, really well. But I think that that's an issue. I think that was the issue with Fastway. I think this is one of the reasons why they got this thing was because they they probably, to put it bluntly, were affordable. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll do it. Yeah, that's your theory. They were probably very happy to license their music to this because it was probably massive exposure. Right. I mean, it was a big Hollywood movie. This wasn't... uh, Some indie film. Yeah, this wasn't some... Yeah, 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 yeah. This wasn't one of those, you know... Straight to Gable. Sam Raimi, uh, what was his name? Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, Mm yeah. You know, with ghosts hanging on shoestring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That's fine. <laughs> that's right. In any case, they, uh, I, I would imagine that's probably why. And w- what was his name? Char- What's his name? Charles Martin. What's his name? Charlie McCracken? No, no, no. 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 The, 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 uh, the director. Oh, uh, the director. hell. I had it. You said it. Charles Martin Smith. Charles Martin Smith. So Charles Martin Smith, he was trying to make this movie and knows he needs a good band. Mm-hmm. And they are fast, fast, it's a great band. But there's a budget and they've got to be at the end of the, mm-hmm. if they, if they wanted to license like Blizzard of Oz or something like that, that would have, that would have oh, been probably the it. whole, but <laughs> so yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> done, donezo. And, uh, uh, and artists like Ozzy, Kiss, Van Halen, even Judas Priest and bands like that, they could command. I, I, I was thinking this morning, like, what other bands would have been, like, a cool, like, plug-in? Mm-hmm. And I, like, I think Iron Maiden would have been fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. Cool. You know, Dio. Sure. I mean, there's a, you know, this, <laughs> like... right in there. There, there. there was some that would have been really, really good um, uh, for it. But do you want to maybe run down the album a little bit? And... You want me to give you some history on that? Yeah. All right. So it's the fourth album by Fastway. And of course, the soundtrack to Trick or Treat. Um, it was released in November of '86, so a month after mm. the actual film came out. Uh, this was the final Fastway album to feature Dave King on vocals. The film flopped, but soundtrack reestablished Fastway as a hard-hitting metal band. Uh, the soundtrack was a moderate success and stayed on the Billboard Top 200 chart for 11 months. Soundtrack was actually more successful. Yes. Then it makes you wonder: yeah. Did they need the movie? Yeah, right. Did the, maybe the movie held them back? Ooh. Maybe. Maybe these are good songs. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of this is why you listen to us because we try to pick yeah. up sh- shit that many other people didn't pick up. But go ahead. Uh, the success of the soundtrack, combined with the little money the band received, caused fighting, and the group disbanded. King took most of the band with him and started uh, QED. That's funny. This is uh, a more. <laughs> to, uh, and now you're listening to WQED. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, World Cafe, and after that will be. Sounds of Poetry with wow. Terry Grace. <laughs> the album features a collection of hook-laden hard rock tunes that are firmly rooted in the sound of the mid-80s, but are also given a little bit of classic rock backbone. Um, classic rock backbone. <laughs> oh, hell. Um, oh, hell, babe. <laughs> oh, my. But what's fun, also, one little quick tidbit about the movie as well, is like, there. See, at the beginning of the movie, you see all of Eddie's Mm-hmm. collection of records and yes. there's like impaler exciter right. possessed sabotage judas priest anthrax raven oh it's an al- it's an advertisement for it's like Basically. all the bands of that the right. bands of exactly. that era <laughs> Eight, what it was 86 86, 86. I mean, october 86 yeah i mean these were the bands that were ginormous yeah and he also has a uh, picture of the band lizzie borden in his locker so there's nice. that yay um that's all I have on the band. Uh, as far as track listings, there's not much background. No. <laughs> on what the songs mean. And I'm chalking that up to you watch the movie and that's what the songs are about. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, the songs fit into the movie, whatever's going on in the movie at the time. You're like, oh, right. or may, well, maybe that's what Fastway should have done is they should have w- went and watched more movies and wrote songs maybe. based on ah, movies. There you go. Would have probably been helpful. <laughs> it does have a cool cover too. Mm-hmm. With Sammy Kerr on the front. Sammy Kerr, who I'm mildly attracted to, which is kind of sick, but that's yeah. okay. I don't <laughs> think he would have been attracted to you. I'm just saying. Well, not in real life. No, exactly. <laughs> in the movie? Hells yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some um, funny goofs in the movie. You're a funny goof in the movie. <laughs> um, okay. After removing her bra, Jeannie's bra straps reappear and disappear mm-hmm. while she's listening to Peace Offering, the song, the oh tape. Uh, when Eddie's mom picks up some of those records, the top record cover keeps changing. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I noticed that today. Spilled uh, Pepsi on the record disappears when Eddie smashes up the stereo. It's a miracle. That smashing of things usually mm-hmm. makes, <laughs> makes, makes the Pepsi too. go right away. What, what's here? What, what do we got? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I should be reading. <laughs> you, you can read out Just loud, read you out know. Loud. When Eddie leaves the car <laughs> that goes almost off the drawbridge, yep. you can see a jack. Now, when I oh. saw that, though, I thought that was like, I saw it. Yeah. But I thought, I assumed it was like some kind of debris it, that he I'd ran over here. or something. Yep. So, I mean, I you didn't uh, think we'll anything. Yeah, I didn't think anything we'll of let it. Go. I didn't really think anything. Oh, here's the thing. Uh, uh, when, um, was it the mom's car that was driving backwards toward the end? I think it would have been a really funny, especially homage to that era and that particular car if it hit, ran like ran into something and blew up because it was a <laughs> <Right>. Pinto station wagon. <laughs> I was actually waiting for that to happen. That's funny. That I'm like been that awesome. would have been hilarious. Well, okay, so there was a th- well. We got to back up. Hold on. Hold on now. We got to fill Simmer in the down. public here because in the in the early in the late 1970s and early 1980s, uh, it was I think it was late 1970s. Mm-hmm. The Ford Pinto. It was a vehicle. It was a standing local. At the time, because of the the, the oil embargo yeah. and the, all the things with the gas, there was a, it was terrible. There were the, the economy car was now the thing. People were yep. trying. To, every company was clamoring to make car. an economy car. So Ford made the Pinto and Chevy made the Chevette and mm-hmm. they were all these mm-hmm. different things. But the Ford Pinto start the you know. They started to get rumors out there that like they had exploding gas tanks, like they could really explode very very easily. Yes. And that's terrible, but there was a segment of it on what was it, Kevin? Twenty twenty or one of those I'm things. Sure. Yeah. And you know, after that, you know, there was a lot of jokes made about it. You know, mm-hmm. and everybody took shots at it, Saturday Night Live. Everybody. But there is a movie, and I can't remember what movie. I don't. Is it? It's either. It's like maybe Top Secret, or The Naked Gun, or one of those movies. Has something happened and somebody like just barely glides up to a pin thing uh, after it's like and yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Can't remember can't one, remember one of those spoofy movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So you know, I yeah. So when I saw, I was it, waiting for that to happen. Pin, pin, pin to, but I think they were trying to make a serious horror movie. So let me tell tell you guys what I think of some of the issues with the movie and why I don't think it was big. Why why. I sh- it wasn't as big as it could have been because it's a great idea. They took what was happening in music and that time MTV fucking ruled and that's where everybody was. You guys today are all into gaming and stuff like that. But back then it was MTV. Mm -hmm. We all agree on that. Uh Absolutely. And if you were big on MTV, you were fucking huge. 
So these guys were capitalizing on that scene. And you would think that, like, this is awesome horror and heavy metal. Yes. But here's what, here's one of the issues with the movie. And this is, this, like, this did kind of bug me. And then I read about this later on. It's a heavy metal movie that's celebrating heavy metal, but it's also saying that heavy metal is, like, demonic Right. And every all at the same time, and it has the yep. whole thing with the backward masking, which I'm gonna explain in a second. So, because this character conjures the this demon of ver or this resurrected singer who's yes. like right. actually like yes. kind, of, kind of like a a demon. Now he comes. He's inspired by Freddy Krueger. He has this burnt kind of on his face yep. and everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So. It's a kind of for it's kind of pro metal but kind of anti metal and a lot of metalheads thought it was bashing metal and didn't support the movie. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, they thought they were being made fun out of. That was and 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 then there were those who loved it and thought it was great too. Like didn't didn't take it that way, but it was gave like a mixed message. Right, mm-hmm. right. So. I think that that is a huge. I think that is like one of the biggest problems with with the movie. I think that like the effects and stuff, you know, look they look silly to us now. But if you go back and look at a lot of movies in that, especially with that budget in that area, that was like pretty much part That's how of it. Was. Pretty it, was, it would have been yeah, accepted. It was pretty decent. Nobody yeah. would have been like, nah, nah. you know. Um. So that was, I think that hurt. The film. They just they th- because they did have they did were they were thinking that like you know this could be like the next thing like mm-hmm. this could be mm-hmm. the next this is going to be the next Freddy Krueger you know this is going to be the next Jay they were kind of they were like kind of hoping yes that maybe they could do that that that, that would happen but it, it absolutely did not work out <laughs> um so I think I think that's one of the issues with the movie you know it, it's corny and silly. Now, it features something called backward masking. And we just want to say a couple more things about the movie. Backward masking, let me explain this to you, is this is when you play a song forwards and it says one thing, and when you play it backwards, it says something else. The lyrics, you can actually hear the actual intelligible lyrics that say something else. No. And it is debated, right? I mean, some of them are like uncanny, and then some of them are like you're just you you're, you're reaching, really, you're yes. reaching, you know. Yeah, but yeah. there's some that are uncanny. Yeah. There's some that are you go like you know, like the the whole the turn me on, dead man. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, that, that, that's that, a, that was on purpose, though. Right, right. But I'm you saying, know? like, of course, but but there are time there are ones that are that are un, un, uncanny. The stairway to heaven thing does sound like a voice speaking. But I'm not exactly sure what is being said. Right. But you can hear a couple of. It sounds, you know. In any case, and it's spooky sounding too, right? Yeah. It's kind of yes. spooky. So people started. I don't know how it got started, <laughs> Mr. Pittsburgh, but this was a thing in the late 1970s and early 1980s, where these guys that would go around the country mm-hmm. with these multimedia displays, yes. ex- talking about the devil yep. in today's music. Yeah. And part it, invariably, they would come to the section where they would talk about backwards masking. Yes, and they would play the song or or mm. like a portion of the song in the right in in forwards, and then they would play it in reverse, and they would you know tell you what they, you, yeah. you know, the, you know Did you hear that? And you would hear. <laughs> listen again. You can hear him say, "Satan loves me" or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
so this is another thing with the movie because it kind of again alludes to this thing like because it was a thing it was it was back when it was a kind of people people like Satanic backwards masking. There were people that thought backward backwards masking was <clears> like <throat> ooh, and there are people that were thought it was bullshit. Yep, it was probably a little bit of both. That's as such as life is, but. That's how uh, our main character communicates, yeah, though. Yeah, so that's how yeah. the main character, what he starts doing is playing the records back, and he gets messages from the singer, mm. Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr. To do this and do that. He's bullied. And so at first it's fun because he kind of gets over on these kids. Right. And that's you're like rooting for him. And then it starts to get kind of dark. And I think all of that is really good. I think the way that it slowly escalates, because uh-huh. that's exactly how it is. You get sucked into something, right? Yep. And you think it's all fun and games till somebody, and one guy almost loses an <laughs> yeah, eye. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> Right? But right? I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great scene. But what I'm saying, it's like literally that. It's all fun and games till somebody <laughs> loses an eye. eye. And even the main character starts to change a little bit. He changes his wardrobe from like right, the nerdy clothes right. to like the more rock and roll clothes as he's listening mm-hmm, to more mm-hmm. of what Sammy has to tell him on the record, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yes, as well. Yeah, he gets caught up in it, but then when somebody gets hurt, is when he that's when he, he starts kind of snaps out. out of it. He's that like, wasn't whoa, whoa, really whoa, whoa, whoa. like, wait a minute now. Yeah, you know, I enjoy getting over on these bullies, but this isn't. This isn't what I asked for. Yeah, exactly. I did not yeah. sign up for this. Right. So I wanted to mention that I want to explain what backward masking was to people. I hope that I hope that my explanation was clear. That I yeah I sound think so. cogent. Yeah. The other thing I do want to talk about real quick about the movie. This is really great. Is all of Ozzy's lines are improvised. <laughs> really? Are you serious? All improvised. And um, wow. Charles Martin Smith said that. They, they have like 30, 45 minutes of Ozzy doing this. <laughs> he really oh, went all like, he preached like a whole sermon. And they were like, nice. they were like, it was great, but there was no way they could use, they've only oh, heard right. it. Yeah, so they just picked what they wanted and, and, and put it on there. But it's improvised. He made, he did it all the time. I that's awesome. That. That's pretty And he's cool. so coherent. That's just it. I could understand everything he was saying. And I'm like, was it dubbed? <laughs> In Dublin? In Dublin? <laughs> No, they recorded it in Dublin. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> but that is that that's kinda cool that he's in the movie in, in yes. that in that way. In that capacity. Yeah, that was really funny. There is a post is there a post credits scene or something in that? No? Post there is something that kinda happens for There was a scene, scene after the credits yeah. which I did not see. Neither did I when I watched it. Was it even on the YouTube? There I is, don't know. There I pretty much the credits rolled. There's there's a there's a monster that appears once and they wanted they had ideas for to do more scenes with it but the budget wouldn't allow right. when she gets banged in the car yeah banged in the car bang we we can't say raped we'll get oh, oh no. shit I can't say it damn right. it oh, you did it way to go <laughs> you it's know the 80s, of you can't say, in the car. you know you can't listen to me you can't say suicide online no, no. you have i literally heard i'm literally hearing un- literally hearing youtubers say unalive un- 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 unlifed herself yeah what yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. talk yeah. and in any case so i died i, 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 I digest <laughs> but so, so I think that the the, the, it, the movie is a product of the time. Yeah. I love it. I and don't it's care. But <laughs> here's what I think, though. Of all movies, when people want to say do remakes, I think this could be an awesome remake. Mm-hmm. I think you do a kick-ass with remake the right with people. This. They could yep. do this, and and especially if you could set it then, do it do it in, in this, the past. In the eighties, yeah. Set it in the eighties. Yeah, don't update it. Don't update. <laughs> set set it in the eighties because like there's all this interest now with um. 
the the Motley Crue movie mm-hmm. and all these different things. People are like, a, there's a resurgence in, uh, of interest in this type of stuff. I think that like you could tell a really fun horror story, you know, set against that backdrop. Mm-hmm. With like to you know with like more like just more kind of updated acting because that's another thing like the acting in places mm. is just like there yeah. was you know what I what I've noticed about movies it seems like especially you watch like real early movies from when they were first movies acting was started out like real hammy mm-hmm. right and then over the years the idea of becoming more natural that mm-hmm. like slow to come there was a long time where there were where there was like two schools there was actors who acted real natural and then there was actors who really acted yeah right and that, that comes actually from the stage absolutely yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. that's exactly where it comes. Well, you had to project yourself so everyone knew what you were talking about and <laughs> and um, so there's 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 a couple there's some places in the movie where you can tell it's like it's mm. acting and mm. not yeah. doesn't feel so it'd be kind of fun to see that done. It isn't a super serious movie or something like that, but it would be fun. I am um... the the you know. The, oh, by the way, the the guy who plays uh, Sammy Kerr is T- Tony Fields. Tony Fields was a solid gold dancer. Yep, was he really? He sure was. Wow. He sure was. Wow, see? <laughs> but I uh, I do have... Uh, can I can I propose a serious question here? If they, Will uh, we be doing Stonehenge tonight? Well, well, well <laughs> if they do do the remake, uh, my, my question would be, can the Pinto blow up this time? <laughs> I think that that would be our... I think we can make it happen. Pinto. Pinto. Pin on a toe. Also, vinyl and like cassettes are like getting huge again. So I think sure. it in the eighties would make right. A lot I think there is a whole yeah. resurgence of uh, a reinterest in that. I was um, that song that I played for you guys, or I, I had as my song last week um, by Polyphia, featuring Steve Vai. Mm-hmm. That's actually getting like massive streams and massive downloads. Good. Yeah, nice. it's really good. Yeah, so that, I mean, it's kind of saying that there's some interest in people, people wanting to hear people play an mm-hmm. instrument and, and do, so, do do stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe we are going to see the return of rock. Yes, it would be cool. I pray to Sammy <laughs> Kerr every night. Oh, don't do that. What? <laughs> I don't want him ending up in the so, apartment. <laughs> the apartment above you. This was a. Uh, this, this, <laughs> this inspired me. I, I I decided not to watch anything other than horror movies now till till oh, the end of the month. Ah. So I've I've seen a whole bunch and I'm not gonna talk about all the ones I have seen. But I must say that I saw two brand new movies okay. this past week. One was fan fucking tasket and that's Barbarian. Okay. It is Ooh, so okay. goddamn good. From beginning to finish. Keith said he didn't like the ending. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> he's watching by the way. Yeah. It's Hi, Keith. fucking awesome. <laughs> It, 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 that, that movie is fucking great. It's just fucking killer. I'll have to watch it. Um, watch it. Everything, everything about it. Just try not to watch any trailers or anything. If you can't, okay. if you've never heard anything cold. about it, just okay. go in cold. You are going to like it. Okay. okay. Just like it. Oh. Just, just right. go in okay. and, and, and just, just, just go with it. It's, it's fucking impressive. Okay. Really? I already like the and, names. And there is, okay. and it's, it, this is, guys, this is how you do social commentary. 
it, it it has like it has a lot of different like themes and there is all that in there but the but they just tell an awesome story mm-hmm. and it just kind of like the ideas kind of just sort of seep in what's going on Keith goes it's not the relic <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie noise it's a great not the relic the relic is not a great movie um but barbarian you, like you, you never see the bar you have to see barbarian all right it's on my list all right the other movie that I saw uh-huh is the new Hellraiser. I'm a little skeptical, but Ooh. tell me, please. So, I have been correcting YouTube reviewers on their reviews. <laughs> I'm being an asshole. Um, it's a, a look. If you look, if you look at the reviews on YouTube, most of them are pretty glowing. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Johns, his his he and I are a little bit more in line. It's um. Well, first of all, let me say the Cenobites. The set pieces, jaw dropping. Okay. Yeah. But what they did with the Cenobites is fucking. Yes. That good. Yeah, right. Fucking awesome. Noise. And because like that can go wrong, right? When you try to update uh-huh. something. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, Fuck, no. Clive Barker was hell, heavily involved. He's the he wrote the uh, story called the Hellbound Heart, which the original Hellraiser was based on. But. The, 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 the set pieces, all of that, like the way they handle all that is really fucking good. The, they, they do some really cool things. They don't introduce the Cenobites and all that like stuff like right away. It's done very slowly. Some of it's done like kind of in the background. You'll okay. see like mm-hmm. the chains come and carry somebody away. Okay. Yeah. But it's oh, interesting. Like a, it's right, really sure. like, it's very fucking cool. Okay. So that is, is, is awesome. There is some really fucked up violence in it oh, but yeah. I don't mind I'm I don't like gore for the sake of gore but if it makes like in a hellraiser you can't do hellraiser without it without you have to have that <laughs> yeah. and you really get your money's worth it really but it doesn't become hellraiser until about halfway through okay oh. the first half of the movie <laughs> now I'm going to talk about some stuff that's like eh. oh the other thing's kind of the other cool thing about the movie <sighs> yes the other cool thing about the other cool thing about the movie is they give you the uh, they give you some backstory about what this box is. Okay. And they so they fill in some of those gaps which the the original movie didn't do. Yeah, I, any, I heard it was a little more true to Okay. So uh, and and the lead Cenobite, the the priest from hell, it's everybody calls that character Pinhead. It's not that's not its name. People just call it that. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere it's called a Pinhead. But in any case, is played I believe by a woman and much more true to the novella because in the novella it is described as being completely androgynous mm-hmm. and this Ooh. is a kind of like looks like a woman but has like a, like the voice the talks way like they a did man. The, the fucking voice they did <laughs> wow the fucking yeah. voice they discovered but anyways no, but no. the first half of the movie is like first of all you're going like is this R rated? Because <laughs> it's very like PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and it's this soap opera thing with this. Oh, they were just gearing you up. This girl mm-hmm. who's like she's an alcoholic, and her brother's mad at her, and blah 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 blah. blah. Like, and I watch the right movie, right? <laughs> and so this this all this nonsense that. They're all terrible people. <laughs> They're just like, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like any of you. You're awful. Yeah. Awful people. So you don't care. 
Right. And for and and really, it, you are kind of starting to look at your watch, going like, <laughs> you know, I, I guess they just I decided to like. I just figured. <laughs> I started to think, well, maybe it's 2022. You know, they toned all the violence and everything right. down because you know it's not politically whatever. I don't know what. I, I just was. And then then about halfway. And then then it becomes Hellraiser, and it's Hellraiser oh, to the last fucking to the scene. extent, yeah. the very last scene. <laughs> Nice. The very last fucking scene to tell Razor. <clears throat> but there's this law, and I mean, it's and they, they do this. It's like the cliche PG 13 ghost stories, you know, where, you know, they've got to find out the background and who lived here in right. the house before. The so, you know, I was waiting for them to go to the library and look up the microfiche. <laughs> but they, wow, but, you but just they dated did your have whole a scene. Self. They did have a scene where they went to not Google, but like Yougal. Okay, they can't uh, use Google. I see. And yeah, you know, they're yeah, researching the thing. I'm like, you know, they're all looking over the computer and going, hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. And and I'm going to say something that no review, review. Now, some of the other reviewers have said that the beginning is slow. And they, they should have put that together a little better. That the, the characters are terrible. Some people have admitted that, but there's something I know nobody's gonna say. And this is, I apologize in advance because oh this is not going to be nice. Uh -oh. It's not going to be pretty. But this young lady who yeah. plays the lead character. Yeah. Now I love strong female characters. Hellraiser, the first, actually the first, both the first move, both movies, the first two movies both have them? a strong female heroine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, so that's not something new or woke or right. anything. It's that's just, just right. it's just fine. Okay. So, and so I love, I think that's, that's kick ass. And I was expecting that, by the way, this is not the story of the original movie. Like it isn't the, there's no Kirsty and Frank and okay. there's none of that. It's like, they're telling a whole new, this is a kind of like reimagining reboot or something. I don't know exactly how to describe it. In any case, um, this one, this young lady I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, she comes up, she, they've put her on the screen and I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with her lips? There's oh, something going on with her lips my. and it's distracting and it takes you out of the movie. Every time she has anything <laughs> like, anytime she has remotely a, a kind of close up where we can see her whole face. You're like, God, lady, do something with them fucking lips. Yikes. <laughs> they look like, in, when she first comes on the screen, it looked like she had just been punched in the mouth and like oh. had to put like some lip balm or something oh, okay. on it. You know what I mean? Just very weird. weird. <laughs> do you know who the actress is? I can't, you could look it up. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know her name. I, if, to my knowledge, I've never seen her in anything else. Because Catherine Reitman, have, this is uh, Ivan Reitman's daughter, has that kind of weird, funky lip thing going on. And it's after really, a while, you're like, what's up with her lips? Yeah, I what's mean, it, it, it's just, it was distracting. And I know the, maybe the young lady can't help it. Maybe that's just how they did her makeup. Maybe somebody thought that looked good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It looked like, you know, or maybe she had just gotten all the collagen injections and went right yeah. out and started oh, filming. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're looking at pictures of her now. I think that's just how she looks. Yeah, I think that's how she looks. God bless you, honey, and I hope I don't mean anything any disrespect that, but Ooh, what I, if she's I know listening? I'm being mean, but it was it oh, took me out of the film. It was just she's like crying right now. They just kept, you know. Why uh, doesn't Ludini uh, like me? <laughs> <laughs> he hates these lips. <laughs> it's just really just hmm. so beware the lips. It's distracting. I would tell beware you, like if I had to give it a grade, I would give it a B minus C plus. Okay. 
it, it, it is well. It's a well-made movie, by the way. It's not. I mean, it looks like a. It's a Hollywood movie. It's not done mm-hmm. on the cheap, or right, you know, it's right. not like those almost direct-to-video yeah. oh, Razor Thirteen and all that. It's not <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not anything like that. It's like it's a legitimate. You know, you know, and the guy that. Uh, Bruck, Bruckner, I think was his name, made the film. He was a real fan of the original mm-hmm. material, so it's worth. Um, if you, I would say, check it out. If you're a fan of the move Hellraiser series, check it out. Don't be prejudiced that. against Doug not having Doug Bradley. A lot of people were like prejudiced against the film because Doug Bradley wasn't going to play Pinhead. But I mean, the dude's like he's. They would have had to do de aging, and that adds yeah, all kind of yep. cost to everything they were doing. But the the the, the these Cenobites are fucking killer and they've got some they've got some terrifying lines that they say to people and stuff that's mm. nice. like you know oh it's fucking awesome like that's <laughs> fucking great but just like i almost would watch it again but i would just fast forward to but it's, it's about 45 minutes 50 minutes is where it starts to turn it into really something. kicks in yeah. yeah yeah it's not that there isn't anything in the beginning but it's just you know it doesn't really kick into that so that was my thing uh real quick i i read stephen king's fairy tale that he just released in september Mm-hmm. It's it's again it's a it's like the main characters like um Carrie okay or or um uh Arnie in Christine okay. it's these it's these he's fat, he loves this on the cusp of adulthood okay and right. they all you know, these characters all found themselves in situations where they had to step into adulthood in mm-hmm. a very kind of awkward rough way mm-hmm. and this is this character Charlie has this happen to him it's um it's. There, the, I didn't like the pacing. I thought there were places that he needed to pick it up a bit, but I ultimately ended up really falling in love with the story. And Stephen King said he wrote it because, because of the pandemic, he felt like his readers needed a, a story with a great happy ending, something that would really make them feel right. good. So it, I, I guess, maybe if that's a spoiler for you, um, but uh, it has, it's got a lot of glowing reviews on um, online. I thought it was like pretty good. I definitely wouldn't say it's the best. And I wouldn't tell you if you're looking to get into reading horror novels to, and read Stephen King to start there. But it's that. And I watched The Final Conflict. I don't know why. Uh, there are actually two movies that I'm going to be watching the next two weeks. Uh, one is um, Terrifier 2. Ooh. Uh-huh. Heard I'm kind of scared to watch it. Heard it wasn't as good as the original. Still want to watch it because that is what makes it, me pee my pants. I heard, though, Lily, I heard it's a total fucking blood fest. I'm sure. Yeah. That's, that's the way it should be. <laughs> but clowns. That so first I'm going to pee my pants. That first oh, one, man. I was, that was, I I was that guy. That was one of those movies where I just was like, oh, this is going to... I was like, I'm not yeah. really... You know, I'm just putting anything on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, this is like... It was actually... It was effective <laughs> at what it did. Yeah. By oh, no yeah. means is it a great movie. Yeah, piss Keith. my pants. <laughs> it's not a great movie. Clowns. But it is effective at what it sets out to do, which is, yeah, scare the shit out of you with this fucked up clown. Ah! Well, that mm-hmm. I will be watching mm-hmm. because I like to just obviously pee my pants over clowns. Uh-huh. And the other one is Halloween Ends. So once that's out. Oh. This... Oh, I'm going to see Halloween yeah, Ends. Yeah, I have to. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to see it. So I those are the, the two that show. I'm going to be watching. All and right. I have to watch Hellfest again for the hundredth time because I just love that movie. Okay. <laughs> Um, Pittsburgh, Kevin. Yes. Want to chime in on anything else about Halloween-related, horror-related, or anything no. before we move on? No Halloween scares me. Oh God. We are going to Get do out. Halloween shows I'm scared. here. Scared. Thirty-first. Yep. Please. I'm yep. sacrificing virgins that day. Oh. You can do it on the podcast. I can't. Ooh, yes, you can. No, I cannot do the thirty-first. <laughs> what? I cannot do the thirty-first. 
Oh man, I'm sorry. I wanted to have I come you over. I'm not doing anything. I come over for you. I come up. Hey, listen, Halloween. I come guy. dressed up like Lily. What We're gonna think? tell rock star ghost stories. Oh my! I cannot god. do the thirty first. <laughs> oh my god! You suck. I do. You're you welcome, suck. Kenny. What did I say that made you laugh? I don't know. I said some like Dicks and Cox. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Oh, yeah. It's gone now. Dicks on Cox. Dicks on Cox. <laughs> Cock dick. Whatever. Um, so let's do our new and notables. All right. And somebody else talk. Uh, mine is Tyrant. Ooh. Uh, they're a heavy metal band from Michigan. Uh, they're formed by brothers Andrew and Philip Winters in 2012 while they were still in high school. So they're super young. Um, they have a uh, sound that is a fusion of everything from Megadeth to Kiss to Pantera. Wow. They have gained, and that's what, what gave them a broad audience. Uh, they have opened for Deicide, Metal Church, Diamond Head, and they have a new album just released at the end of September, which is why we're talking about it, through Pavement Entertainment called The Lowest Level, Thank and you. Pray for the Night is my favorite track, and I think everybody will like it, because literally, this album has something for everyone. Dear Jesus, please give me Does the it have, like, some Lawrence Welk? No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. Metal, rock, underlying. calm down. <laughs> Maybe there's some bubbles when they play... Live. Maybe they're farting into their phone. Wow. So there's that. Champagne music. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely, lovely tyrant. Tyrants. Mr. Mr. Pittsburgh. So I, as, as always, uh, I get all my new music from... From, from us. From TikTok. <laughs> no, no. I go, to the, I go to the TikTok every now and again. So a guy I've been seeing a lot uh, on, on TikTok, I, I follow him, is uh, Matt B. Singer. M-A-T-T-B-S-I-N-G-E-R. Plays a nice uh, creamy strat. Plays a lot of bluesy, bluesy rock stuff. And uh, the, the, here's the funny thing: uh, you you may find this hard to believe. Every now and again, there's technical difficulties. <laughs> exactly. Lugini. We don't know about that. I, we had such a screwy time at the oh, beginning. I feel like thing, kind of like who's trying to settle down for a guy. No, we're cool. But uh, but one night Matt was on there. He's going to town, and there's absolutely no sound. Oh. And he had like 1,500 viewers. And of course, we're all chiming in, can't hear you. And I'm like, oh, he's playing the sound of silence and stuff like that, right? As soon as he figured it out and got his music on, this is so sad, dropped, he lost like about six, 700 viewers. <laughs> I think everybody was just there like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? But he's a really good player, Matt B. Singer. A lot of fun to watch on the, the TikTok. The TikToks. On the TikTok. Uh, mine is Stone Senate. Oh. Uh, they put out a record. They're new. They're coming out with a new record. It's not out yet. But I got a press release from somebody who I think wants me to try to have them on the podcast or something. Okay. Um, they are Southern Rock Band. Yeah. The song's called Down. I put a link to it in the notes. Check it out. It's very cool. If you like that sort Excellent. of blues rock, Southern Rock kind of yeah. thing. Um, just sort of a couple other little funny things. Howard Stern just left his apartment for the first time in two years. I heard. What? I heard that. For real? Yeah, for real. Uh, what a fucking Robin. idiot. I'm sorry. He's like, he's a, he's he's in a he's a what do you call it? What, what, he's a the germaphobe. germaphobe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, so when he did that thing and he went off and told said that people who um, don't don't get the vax uh, vaccine should be put into concentration camps. He said something wild like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, that like, and you know, I, 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 everybody, I, everybody on, you know, it was like, like, like what? You know, but I was like, he's a germaphobe. So right. like, this is gonna, this is his worst nightmare. Exactly. That there's a fucking, 
know, like a flu bug around. That's mm, getting, you like know, his his imagination. Robin, I'm is just, home. He's like super. You you've seen his yeah. movie. He's super neurotic. Mm. You know, and I think when he got married to Beth, and I think he went through a period where he was like really chill. But right. I, th- I think he's kind of. I, he, but that he knocked was, him off. That neurosis <laughs> was creeping back in. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was really it was really creeping back oh, in, and my. and he just became you know his old self again. He's a super neurotic person. Yes. Um, um, but you know, I I I listened to him my whole life. I was fucking great. Um, Keith says Green Gasoline from New Orleans is a killer rock and roll band. Oh my, Keith! Thank you, Keith. Are you gonna return? Can we get? You, can you come back on next week and be on for real? <laughs> for Let real, me know. Keith. I'll have you. We'll, we'll set it up. I, I had, wasn't prepared for anything tonight. Yeah, tonight it was a total. <laughs> That's why we started half an hour late. Thirty anyway, minutes later, yeah. <laughs> so the other thing, and I didn't put this on my notes, but I wanted to run roll this at you guys. Yeah. Is there's a feud right now? Uh oh. With the um, and I pardon your I. Beg your pardon. You're the s- singer for the band uh, Falling in Reverse. I can't remember your name. I apologize. Uh, and with Sebastian Bach and Eddie Trunk. Oh. Now, of course, Sebastian Bach's like, you know, you know, you know, like immediately escalated on Twitter to like, you know, meet me in a parking lot, motherfucker. I'll kick, you know, like, immediately, like he went there. Like before. That's what he does. <laughs> like, calm down. We're not even there yet. But um, so I guess they didn't do a show because... They their laptops got shipped <laughs> to the wrong place. Oh boy! And so Eddie Trunk, like he's a big. If you've listened to his show, he is really anti bands using tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. Really, well, really, yeah. really hates that. Sure. <clears throat> that just wasn't going to fly with him. And Sebastian Bach got in on the discussion. As well, so they've been ganging up on this poor kid, and I kind of feel bad for the kid because this, this is the 21st century. We're in the tw- we're in the what? The second, about to enter the third decade pretty soon, right? Mm-hmm. The second decade. Yes. Of no, the third decade. We're entering the third decade yes. of the 21st century. Yes. Music isn't created the same way as it was in the right. 60s. It just isn't. And the, they, he demonstrated this young man, and I'm, I apologize, I don't, I can't remember his name. From Falling Reverse, if somebody chimes in the comments, you can let me know. He, they demonstrated on stage to their audience, like this is what we, this is what would happen if we didn't have this, because they're mixing in electronica and all kind of stuff like that. So they would literally probably have to hire a couple other players mm-hmm. in order to really. You know, have those sounds. That's a big part of what they do, and they they made a little goof on it. They kind of goofed on themselves, and it's just not. They have they have sequencers and stuff. So Eddie took like he had the you know he's been on this for years with Kiss and some of these bands, having tracks. But I started thinking about it, and like I said, that these kids are doing this. But I saw Rush on a Snakes and Arrows tour. Mm-hmm. I think that if they would, if they, if all their gear, if their like sequencers and stuff went down, oh yeah, you know, like they'd be playing their first album. Yeah, they'd play the first <laughs> that would album. Be it. Thank you. Good night. They'd play their first album. Maybe okay. there's maybe their second album. Oh, is it Tuesday next week? Yeah. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> bloody hell! So, I mean, what do you guys think? 
I mean, I think they're not doing. They're not putting. They're not using laptops to like create something that is supposed to be being played on stage. The guitar, bass, drums, and singing are being played by the those way guys. they should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is fine if they have to use the laptop for whatever they need to use. Whatever, I don't care. I go see Kiss, and they do that stuff too. So it's it's fine. However, Sebastian Bach, for being Canadian man, is really angry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> What's his problem, eh? Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I um so so I was thinking about Rush doing doing that, but you're right. I think that there's a. But anyway, so what are, you, what are your thoughts on stuff, Kevin? About about this thing? I'm very old school. But you know what? These big modern shows with the lights and the multimedia and everything happening, you do need. That's all done. Little, it's all done with computers. There has to be a click track to let you know when to come in because this is going to happen and that's going to happen. But that's why I like just going to see a local band in a bar, two guitars, a bass player, and a drummer. It's the most and, fun. Yeah. And there's no computers, no do. And if they fuck up, they fuck up and they laugh about it, and they go on and play the next song. And guess what? The audience doesn't care because <clears> we're all drunk. Nope, because anyway. they're all drunk anyway. <laughs> and I'm not paying five hundred dollars to see them. I think that you're really hitting on something. Am I? <laughs> I think you're really hitting on something. Am I, I think something? you could start a movement with that. I could start a movement. Do you think? And I don't mean a bowel movement. Oh boy. Oh. Well, he's like disappointed. <laughs> but I wanted it's to kind be of a bowel movement. Kind of so we talked about trick or treat. Yeah, we could discuss some other horror relates. That the rest of the month, by the way, is all dedicated to spooky stuff. Oh, so I will. Spooky I butts. might as well go ahead and yeah. tell you what we're doing here. Okay. Next week we're going to be on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I instead just of found Monday. That out. And, yeah, well, we have to because <laughs> yeah. Lily's not going to be here. I'm covering Michael Shanker. <laughs> You're covering him, lucky bastard. With my breasts and nice. going. <laughs> Album covers that scared the shit out of us. Oh yeah, okay. We all had those album covers when we were, yeah, we were just getting so music. Scary. We look at those. Scary yeah, so okay. so the, our just our personal right. favorites. We're not, you know, and we're just gonna have some fun with this. Oh lord. Okay, <laughs> on the the twenty fourth, the ten spookiest classic rock songs of all times. Times. Mm. It's not all. Mo- it's not all monster mashups and pur- flying purple people either. Okay. Good shit. There's some real there's shit. Some, there's some dark shit out there. There's some yeah, songs that are like, yeah. oh, dude, like, what the fuck, you know? And then on Halloween, which I wanted to do on Halloween, but we might have to do something different. You guys can do Halloween. Nine rock star on. ghost stories to keep you awake at night. So there's a lot of, and they, you know, just like celebrity ghost story, there's sure. Deftus, the rockers got their ghost stories as well. Vince Neil has a good one. See, that's why you need to be here. <laughs> Listen, I am most requested on Halloween more than any other night for sacrificing virgins. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You're so good at it. I am. It's like a hobby. Well, look out, virgins. It's like a hobby. There aren't too many of them anymore. So those are birthdays. We don't want to start with the birthdays. We want to do... What, did they change it again, how they did their... Oh, the format keeps changing. Yeah, right. I hate when they do that. On this day in 1902. Here we go. Yes. And I just lost what I was looking at. Fucked it up. Let's retake that. They really did redo it We need some backwards masking right here. (laughs) (laughs) Backwards masking tape. That's good. In 1902, wow, this good day, the Gibson Mandolin Guitar Company was yeah. formed. Yeah. Gibson's first electric guitar, the ES-150, was produced piece in 1936. It's a piece of and shit. in 1946, Gibson introduced the P90-style single-cloth pickup, which was eventually used on the first Les Paul model in 1952. That's right. 
Mr. Pittsburgh. Yes. Mr. Ludini. Gibson has all these guitars. ES this, ES that. What does ES stand for? Electric Spanish. Very good. Thank you very much. I actually knew that. Oh, look at you. Even Miss Lily knew. (laughs) Weird. I'm not reading that. Why? Because of what it says. (laughs) Why? Oh, fine. 1939, The Beatles. The real Eleanor Rigby died in her sleep of unknown causes at the age of 44. The 1966 Beatles song that featured her name wasn't written about her as Paul McCartney's first draft of the song named the character (laughs) Miss Daisy Hawkins. So here we go. (laughs) Eleanor Rigby's tombstone was noticed in the 1980s in the graveyard of St. Peter's Parish Church in Walton, Liverpool, a few feet from where McCartney and Lennon had met for the first time in 1957. That's beautiful. Why don't you want to read that? It's a whole thing. I can't explain it right now. It's a kind of um, a, like an I story of irony. I think yeah, it's neat. and I think irony. it's appropriate for spooky season. But sure, go ahead. What do you sure. got, Mister Pittsburgh? On this day, nineteen fifty-six, Elvis Presley's "Love Me Tender," <laughs> "Love Me Tender," Jesus Christ, "Love Me Chicken Tender," "I Love Me Some Chicken Tender," "Love Me Tender," "Tender." What's wrong with being tender? Entered the U.S. chart for a 19-week stay, peaking at number one for five weeks. The song... Ah, Thank my, you, Will Smith. Get my song. How about a fresh one from Will Smith, everyone? Ow. The song from Presley's first film of the same name was adapted from the tune Ora Lee. <laughs> Ora Lee. <laughs> Written in 1861? Wow. Wow. Old uh, AF. Ara Lee is one of those songs Orally. that is in, uh, let me see, what, what's it? What's in? It's in the Alfred Guitar Method. Uh-huh. It's in the Mel Bay Guitar Method. Yes, yes. It's Mel. in like every all the guitar methods. Wow. And it's one of those songs you learn on your like fifth or sixth lesson. <sighs> I never did. Once you get to the, shit. once you learn like up to the fourth string or something like that. Right. Oh, the fourth string. I remember that. <laughs> that was great. I'm really progressing. That's you, Lou. 1959, the Quarrymen played mm-hmm. at the Cosba Coffee Club, Liverpool. Ken Brown, suffering from a heavy cold, was unable to perform after oh. the show. An argument started when Paul McCartney said that Brown should not get a share of the performance okay. fee since he had not performed. That's Lennon and Harrison side with McCartney, and Brown quits the Quarrymen. Yeah, fuck him. Well, there it is. Stupid Brown. Oh, 1964, oh, the Beatles go. again. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Yep. That's coming up pretty soon, actually. It's coming up sooner than I realized. What? so weird. 64. During a UK tour, the Beatles appeared at De Montfort Hall in Leicester. Ringo Starr drove himself to the venue after taking delivery of a brand new whatever that is. Facial Vega. Okay, that's it. No. Apparently reaching Hassel. speeds of 140 miles per hour on the M6. No, it's, it's, a, it's a car company. Flaccid vagina. It's a car company. I kind of... No, Lily, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. Listen. I don't have a flaccid Lily, vagina. L- l- listen to me. Oh, my God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, my God. L- l- listen to me, Lily. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. You got you to say it right. WMBC. Out. What do you mean? <laughs> Get out. Come on. I hate like that. that movie. Read it like that. Fossil. I will not read it like that. Don't be a fossil. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Pittsburgh. Are you ready? And this day in 1969, dude. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. King Crimson released their debut studio album in the Court of Crimson King on Island Records in England and Atlantic Records in America. Rolling Stone named 
In the, in the court. court. I'm sorry. Yeah. Rolling Stone named in the court of the Kings and Crim the second greatest progressive rock album of all time behind Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. In the court of the Crimson Scrim. In the court of the Crimson Scrim. <laughs> On Atlantic Records. That was close yeah. enough. You have a Crimson and Scrim. Uh, do you need a Tampax or something? Yes. Well, well yes. Please. <laughs> oh, shucks. I love that Crimson Scrim. What's wow, wrong with funny. Crimson Scrim? Crim- crimson Scrim. Crimson Crimson Scrim. You can't even talk. You Crim- can't even say it. You can't even say it wrong. See, you can't say it either. Crimson None of us can. Crimson Scrim. Fuck the King Crimson It's Crimson scrim. King. Crimson Scrim? Crimson Scrim. That's, a, that's my new band. Crimson Sniz. <laughs> Crimson Sniz. Tonight, Crimson Scrim, live. Uh, Oh! Oh, That's me? 1970, Neil Diamond went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with Cracklin' Rosie, his first number one as an artist. Diamond, who had spent his early career as a songwriter in the Brill Building, wrote... Uh, the 1966 number one hit, I'm a Believer for the Monkeys. For the you monkeys. said, uh, can I, like, shock you? I did mm. say, uh, so therefore I'm going to do this. <laughs> That'll teach ya. 1970, you. Black Sabbath were at number one on the UK chart with their second album, Paranoid. The album which contains some of the band's best-known signature songs, including the title track, Iron Man, and War Pigs is now regarded as one of the classic heavy metal albums. Mm. Yes! I take a bite on crime. <laughs> McGruff? Yes. Um, whatever happened to McGruff? No, it's not he's, anymore. He's arrested. McGruff, he retired. McGruff the crime dog. On this day in 1970, the Carpenters were at number two on the U.S. singles chart with We've Only Just Begun. The song was originally recorded by Smokey Roberts under the name Freddie Allen and was used in a wedding themed television commercial for a Crocker National Bank in California in 1970. Okay, I finished. The Carpenters took You may have just begun, but I just finished. 1970, the Carpenters took a number two. Uh, (laughs) That's why you were laughing. <laughs> this day in 1970. Well, a lot of shit happened this day in 1970. The first issue of Sounds, the British music newspaper, was published. Mm-hmm. It was intended to be a weekly rival to titles such as Melody Maker and New Musical Express, as well known initially for giving away posters in the center of the paper. Sounds mm-hmm. closed on April 6, 1991. So they went. Out, they had a bit of a run. Yes, they did. Okay. I don't even know who that is. I want to do the next one. Please don't make me do that. All right, go, yeah, just go up there. Do it. Go, okay. do 1978, it. Steven Tyler, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Oh, I didn't, that sucks. Were injured oh. after a cherry bomb was thrown on stage during a gig in Philadelphia. Cherry bomb! The group performed behind a safety fence for the rest of the tour. Yeah, good idea. Was that you or a sound effect? That's fucked up. It's the sound effect. Is it, uh, it's, uh, I'm is like, it real that's or pretty, is it me- memory? I didn't know. I've been sitting right here, too. On this day, 1979, The Rose, starring Bette Miller as a self-destructive 1960s rock star transparently based on Yanis Joplin, for all of our Spanish-speaking friends, premiered in Los Angeles. 
The film, We're going to hell. The film was nominated for four Academy Awards, including wow. Best Actor in a Supporting Role by Freddie Forrest, Best Actress in a Leading Role by Miller in her screen debut, and Best Film Editing in Best Sound. I want to, I want to include all of our friends tonight. We don't have any friends. True. We. This uh, is our friends. Yeah. That's right it. here. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the mob coming to cancel us. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We are only and friends. So the, the Spanish. The Spanish. <laughs> El Rose. I don't mean to my pants. Stop, guys. El Rose. Yannis Joflin. Yannis Joflin. Fuck me running. <coughs> Pray for us. Okay, all right. All right, let's go. Let's there see, friend. Go. There's a good 1980, one. the funeral took place oh. of Led Zeppelin's drummer John Bonham Bonzo was found mm-hmm. dead at guitarist Jimmy Page's house of what was described as asphyxiation after inhaling his own mm. vomit mm. after excessive vodka consumption. 40 shots in four hours. He was uh, only 32 years old. Wow. That's so sad. 40 shots in four hours. He had 10 shots an hour. I'd be dead. Fuck! That's some serious fucking drinking, man. <sighs> well, they say that that's with uh, Gary Moore. He had drank in like tire fifth of like Crown Royal or oh, something. Oh fuck that! Oh, man. And you know, I mean, he was in—he was like my age. He was like in his yeah. mid fifties. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be dead too. Well, <laughs> and I didn't even live. A I life do one of, shot. Like, and I'm hungover for like three days. Yeah. yeah. 1981. The police went to number one on the UK album chart with Ghost in the Machine, the band's third number one LP. And these guys mm-hmm. came out, man, and they were just—they were crazy. Yeah, man. they just took over. On this day, 1987, White Snake went to the. Hey, White Snake, you don't think they're talking about? The penis. White Snake went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with "Here I Go Again," a number nine hit in the U.K. 1987. There's that snake. That's mine. Penis. Please, can we call it a tallywhacker? Ten fifteen. I'm. We need to. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have. Stuff to say about that, but I'm going to refrain. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> On this day, 1992, REM scored their second UK number one album with Automatic for the People, featuring singles Drive, not to be confused with the song by the Cars. Right. Correct. Everybody yes. Hurts, yes. Man on the Moon, and Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Wow. It was a big album. I remember when that album mm-hmm, came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I'll read it. 1999. Okay. U.S. teenager Christina Aguilera went to number one on the U.K. singles chart with Genie in a Bottle. The song spent five weeks at number one on the U.S. chart and won Aguilera the best new artist Grammy for the year. And she tries to claim she's not from Pittsburgh, but bitch you are. She's from Westford. <laughs> she's from Westford. On this day 1999, a charity auction selling Elvis Presley belongings was held at the Grand Hotel Las Vegas. A wristwatch sold for $32,500. A cigar Oof. box... $25,000, an autographed baseball sold for $19,000, wow. and a 1956 Lincoln Continental sold for $250,000. Yikes. He probably had sex when in that you go When you go uh, to the Country Music muse- Museum in Nashville, yeah. you see like some of like Hank Williams' Cadillac, Carl right. Perkins' mm-hmm. Cadillac, yeah. and stuff like that, and these things are tricked the fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Phones, televisions, and everything. Like, what the hell? How would you would how would you call anybody on the phone in in the nineteen fifties? From yeah. a car. I don't know the how rules. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the I don't know. I, I don't know all the ins and outs of things. Me either. <laughs> 
Um, just gonna quickly scroll. The police again did something. Nineteen uh, two thousand seven. <laughs> Sting yeah. topped a list of the worst lyricists ever what? for such alleged sins as name dropping Russian novelist Vladimir Nabokov in the police tune "Don't Stand So Close to Me." Mm-hmm. Quoting a Volvo bumper sticker, if you love someone, set them free, and co-opting the works of Chaucer, St. Augustine, and Shakespeare. The survey in Blender Magazine placed Rush drummer Neil Peart at number two. Wow. Creed frontman Scott Scap Stapp at number three. And Oasis guitarist Noel Gallagher at number four, saying Gallagher seemed incapable of following a metaphor through a single line, let alone a whole verse. Wow. Judgy wudgy. Mm, just a little. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Every day, no, nobody was safe there. No, no. <laughs> I don't even know what that we is. We are nope. just, I think, going <laughs> to nope. kind of continue. Paul McCartney and his band surprised New Yorkers by performing songs from his new album in a short impromptu free concert to roughly 3,000 people on a long truck parked in the middle of Times Square. This was on oh, this day in 2013. So yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. interesting. And so that is it. And so let's give let's send some happy birthday shout-outs. Happy birthday, we, sons of bitches. There's some good ones some on the we're looking through here, yeah. Uh, Dennis Diel from the Honeycombs, who was born in, say, 1943. Mm-hmm. Jerry Honeycomb. LaCroix from the jazz rock American group Blood, Sweat, and Tears, born this day. Nice. Happy birthday, Jerry. Alan Cartwright. Basis for Procol Harum. Happy birthday. Singer-songwriter uh, John Prine. Love John Prine. Uh... Born this day in 1946, Cyril Neville, uh, vocals, percussionist with the Neville Brothers. Keith Grimes, guitarist, uh, Ava, Ava Cassidy. Uh, Sharon Osbourne, Sharon. Uh, the lovely Sharon Osbourne, yes. born this day in 1952. Happy birthday, Sharon. Meet Scottish musician, <laughs> singer, songwriter, uh, like backed up with tons and tons of people. I think he's produced stuff. Born this day in 1953, Tanya Tucker. <laughs> Um. Yeah, big hits in the in the seventies, primarily. Uh, country singer born in say nineteen fifty five. Happy birthday, Tanya Tucker. David Lee Roth, Diamond Dave. Diamond this could have Dave. been a Van Halen podcast, Mr. Frontman. <laughs> but I couldn't tie Van Halen into Halloween, so no. Yeah. So happy birthday, David Lee. Christy McCall, and rest in peace as well. Uh, loved the album. Um, um, tropical brainstorm. Uh, if you, if you, I would tell you if you're interested in her, listen. Start with that album. It's really, really good. Uh, Al Conley from Glass Tiger. Eric mm-hmm. Martin from I'm going Mr. to see him on Monday. Big. Oh, He's really? opening for Schenker. Oh, that's Schenker. cool. <laughs> Martin Kemp from Spandau Ballet. You sure. know this much is true. Yes. Johnny Mayo, guitarist with alternative rock band Republica. Mm-hmm. Born in '63. Jim Glennie. From the English rock band uh, James. Oh, okay. Graham uh, Graham Crab, the drums for the English alternative band uh, Pop Will Eat Itself. Oh my. Mike Ma- uh, Malinin uh, from the Goo Goo Dolls. Happy birthday, uh-huh. Scott Morris. No relation to Rich Morris. <laughs> uh, Maya. Yes. I remember her. Yes. And that's pretty that's much about it. it. Everybody else kiss my ass. That's right. <laughs> Bye. If it's your birthday today and we forgot you, but be off. Be off, you bastards. Guys, thank you so much for hanging <laughs> out. Was there anybody we need to address? We've addressed, I think, everybody. <laughs> we addressed the entire room. Yes. We have. Okay. 
Keith, uh, Keith said Tuesday is no bueno, unfortunately, next week. He's playing out. Well, that's what he's supposed to be doing. Good for him. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. I think it was a pretty good show. It was fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Yeah. Um, interesting start, but, you know. Uh-huh. We, we worked it out. <laughs> we made it work. Slow start, but we, that's all that matters. we got there. We figured it out. <laughs> so, guys, enjoy the rest of your week, and we... Uh, don't forget to check out Rock Rage Radio. It's yeah. specifically what, Lily? Hot Links with Lily 6, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Also vote for me for Face of Horror. And I will be at yes. Resurrection Island Tattoo Convention all weekend long. So if you're in Wheeling, West Virginia, come say hi. You said, nice. e- you said erection. <laughs> I sure did. Res erection. Yeah. <laughs> That's, what, you know. That's what I said. I, had, I get in a residue sometimes. When I- <laughs> oh. <clears throat> you don't say. Oh, sir. Um... <laughs> Um, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com Do all that stuff there. Thank you. And don't forget our good friend Chris Thunderwolf. Yes. Chris? Chris, you're our good friend. Chris, you're my best friend. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Chris. Check him out online. (laughs) WolfCustoms.online Amazing custom uh, (laughs) paintwork and finishes, etc. on your musical instruments. So check him out. All right, guys, I think that that kind of that will do wraps it, it up. Yes. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Nope. Well, on that happy note, happy weekend, uh, week, or whatever <laughs> you're doing. doesn't matter. I don't, it say, I don't know folks, when you're listening to this. Yeah, whatever. Happy whatever, Happy folks. whatever you do. Like, be happy at it. Don't worry. <laughs> and party on, dudes. She was tall and breezy with a long hair. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.